two households, different as dried plums and pears, in fair Manhattan, where we lay our scene. Two homes adrift in hate for 20 years, a score, awash in sin for long deprived of dreams. Once long ago, they planted seeds of hate, which bloomed to constant battles for revenge. Soon murder was the awful commonplace. And everything once real seemed like pretend. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. Hello, I'm the other host, Kate Rambo. Kate Rambo. Yes, it's me. Hello. You have certainly adapted to the uh, L.A. lifestyle. Have I? Have I become a full-on wanker? <laughs> yes. Actually, well, you didn't become one. Hey, <laughs> that's why I'm moving here, because I fit in with everyone else. You know, you're, you're adapting. You went to, what are you, today you went to Trader Joe's. And Whole Foods, and decided that I did not like Whole Foods. Yeah, you were, well, that actually, Trader that's, Joe's. that's very, well... I don't know. I guess there's two kinds of LA people. There's the the, the Whole Foods, the Air One, the Gelson's type, and then there's also the Trader Joe's type. I did you enjoy know, Trader Lassen's. Joe's more. That's you haven't been to Lassen's yet. Is that really really upmarket upscale? It's kind of like a very like a, it's kind of like Whole Foods but more granola, more hippie. Okay, maybe I'll like that one. Uh, tonight we had a Safritas bowl. From hey, Chipotle, you got Chipotle. Chipotle for the first time. Yes. I'm trying to introduce Kate to all the Mexican food that LA has to offer. Because you don't have Mexicans in uh, in the UK. We don't have Mexicans in Europe. I think there's maybe two of them who have made yeah. their way across. Well, you call the them war. Spaniards there. <laughs> no, they're different, D. <laughs> they're a totally different type of beaner. We went. To <laughs> you can't call a Spaniard a beaner. Exactly, because they're a totally different type of beaner. It, we, I remember in Manchester, we did the fan meetup in Manchester back in October. We were so we were so hungover, and uh, we were walking back to the, we were walking to the train station, and we stopped at a t- went to a Taco Bell. Yeah, it's, I specially planned that trip out to take you to a Taco Bell because I've never been. I've had Taco Bell in Glasgow when I was really really drunk, but I didn't get a burrito or anything like that. Because I, w- I was really well, hammered. Did you get, like, f- chips? I think I had, like, some type of fry situation, but I was so drunk, I let somebody else order it for me, I was, and I was like, I'll just go and sit down, it'll be fine. Well, it wasn't It wasn't legitimate Taco Bell. It was, like, foreign As Taco Bell. Yes. Now, I've had, I've had Taco Bell in foreign lands. It's not the same. I would say that probably the Taco Bell in, like, what, Japan would be the worst. Because how many Mexican people are there in Japan? There's probably w- maybe one. And not to mention... You can't even order properly because you can't speak the language. That that was probably the worst Taco Bell experience I've ever had. Yes. Um, the, the one in England, I mean, there was stuff to eat. It just wasn't normal. It's not what you're used to. No, it's not what I'm, what I'm used to. And you haven't actually had it yet, but I'm saving it because we're road tripping uh, to Las Vegas in about a week. Um, about a week and a half. But when we road trip, that's when you eat Taco Bell. You eat Taco Bell... When you stop at like a, you know, like a, a, an exit off the highway and you get then there's like a Del Taco or Taco Bell and you eat one or the other. Right. We'll do both. 
Yes. No, Chipotle is different though. Chipotle is that's like a meal. That was a meal. I mean, I couldn't eat the whole. I could not eat the whole thing. Ah, it was. A, it was. It was good. So yeah, we we did that, and then we came home, watched a classic film, <laughs> uh, Cabin Boy. Um, and Kate, Kate has a newfound love for uh, Chris Elliott. For anyone who doesn't know who Chris Elliott is, you know him by just going, little hand. <laughs> He's little hand. And I must say, an unnerving sexual attraction. <laughs> no, nope, seriously, we're watching Cabin Boy. I was typing up you know, some of the script, preparing for the show, and I see Kate's hand was down the front of your pants. Right. There are two types of people in this world who, when you're relaxing and you've got your joggers on or your leggings like I have on now, you either sit with your hand down your pants or you don't sit with your hand down your pants. And I am a, a relaxer who sits with their hand down their who pants. Who are you, Al Bundy? I am Al Bundy. <laughs> but guess what? Loads of people do it. It's very comfortable to just sit with your hand down your pants. I'm not diddling. I've just got my hand down my pants. There was like, there was some motion. Believe me, there are a few scenes in Cabin Boy, and I think people who have seen the movie would know what I'm talking about, where, I mean, yeah, they're sexually charged, and I can understand <laughs> it. Like, there's a guy that's a half-man, half-shark. He was very sexy. You know, Sh- what was he called? Sharky? Sharky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Elliott, he became a man, and I think it was the point when he became a man is when Kate, um, Did, you know, climaxed. Wasn't he shocking Vishnu at one point? Yeah, I don't know what she was. I, I thought she was meant to be Vishnu. She had like brilliant ten film, and Kate said she wants to watch it again tomorrow night, which <laughs> is fine. Yeah, and did you also watched uh, Get a Life? I made you watch Get a Life, and you were you were into that as well. Get a Life, I must say, is really, 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 really good. Handsome Boy Modeling School. school. About two <laughs> percent of the people listening to this have ever seen that. She's well on her way to becoming an American. Um, you went to all the American stores today. We kind of get into this on the second show, but you wanted to hit them all. We went to Target. We went to Ross, Marshalls, Nordstrom Rack. Walked by the TJ Maxx, but you call it, we need to go in there. We call it TK Maxx on the TK continent. Max. Yeah. But did you say all the stores are like the same? Yeah, we're going to definitely talk about how rating them on the second show. But I well, Target, I must say. I'm very. I get. I get the target thing now. Were you impressed by Target? I, I was impressed by Target, and I understand why people really dig Target. Well, what's the UK equivalent? There isn't really an equivalent to Target. It's kind of like if TK Maxx was on roids and sold like food. <laughs> It would be a target. I just love the way you, you walk through the aisles and you just Screaming pick up these the massive. Well, you pick up these massive bags of food. And you're like. This is mental. Like, it was like, I don't know, what, three pounds of M&Ms in a bag? Insane. An insane <laughs> amount of M&Ms. Why would you ever need that many M&Ms? In your, it's, it is mental. It is mental. That's two servings for an American. Just two servings. Well, <laughs> the size of that Chipotle tonight. That's like three free, uh, free servings, I I'd, would say. I, that's a lot of it. I can't eat that much. I usually eat about maybe almost three quarters usually. I get where you maybe guys are supposed And it's freaking tasty. The food, All the food I've had so far has been super tasty. Yeah, you've actually you've enjoyed the food. I have. Monty's Burger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monty's last night. That, w- that was really good. That was in K-Town. Um... I think the only thing you've had difficulty with here is navigating the American doorknob, like the American <laughs> locks. Like it's funny. Like Every so day. I'm working today. You know, I work from home, and so I just give Kate my spare set of keys, and I'm, you know, I'm in a meeting or whatever, and I, I just hear like fumbling at the door, <laughs> like the door hand, like you just can't master the key inside the lock movement. I have had problems <laughs> with locks. 
every day because the toilet door locks are fucking stupid. Those pushy inny outy locks. You could even you could even lock the door at the bathroom. You just push the button inside. It didn't work for me. Did not work. You need like one of those big fucking Harry Potter skeleton keys that you're just like, oh, let me put this in here, my Dickens. I I fucking do need one of those Dickens keys. (laughs) Dickensian skeleton keys. I couldn't work out the locks. Uh, Yeah, I kept having like three times today. I had to go to yeah. I just say, hold on a second. Um, the wife's English and she can't (laughs) figure out how to open an American door. Yeah, because we we learned how to lock something right, and you guys haven't. You're befuddled by the American locks. I think you're by the end of this this uh, vacation, you're going to uh, master them. I mean, by the end of this vacation, I will be a full on Yankee sodbuster, uh, Yankee fancy lad, <laughs> sodbuster. Definitely, I'm a sodbuster in the making right now. Well, one thing we haven't done yet, and I do want to, I do want to do, I do want to go at least see it. Maybe maybe this weekend, the new Batman film. Came out last weekend. I haven't seen it yet. Um, my brother said it was really good. I want to go see the new Batman. My brother yes. loves Batman, though. It is very long. It is about three hours, so I will be absolutely Why? hammered. Why do they it. need to make these movies three hours? I, like It's such a long time to sit still and to devote your life to. It's like, right, I'm going to go in the cinema at 6 p.m., and when I come out, it's basically 10 p.m. and time to go to bed. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't get it. I mean, also, I drink... You yeah, know, profusely I mean. throughout the movie, so that means I'm gonna have to get up and go take a piss, and then you'll be hammered by the end of three hours. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. You should probably bring like, uh, like maybe like one. You should probably get like a big gulp that you just pour out that you just use as a, as a urinal, like Trichopal. Yeah, when I, well, he used a Walmart bag. I did it. I'm gonna be sat there in my in my leggings, in my comfy clothes, and my hands down my pants because that's how I watch films. <laughs> <laughs> Only if Chris Elliott's in it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm more excited to see the Toxic Avenger reboot, personally. Me too. That's, that is going to be... That, that I'm excited about that. I'm genuinely excited about that. Um, I love the first one. You know who's in this new one? Whom? Peter Dinklage. Oh. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is going to play Toxie. Oh, right. That's really good. Uh, not so much there's other people. Uh, 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 Elijah Wood, Kevin Bacon... You know, Elijah Wood makes lots of good choices, and he's always in interesting roles. What was that one that he played, like, a dead guy that, like, the one dude rode around on him and he'd fart? Did you ever see that? I think you've just made that up. No, he played a dead guy, and uh, the guy that was from uh, Little Miss Sunshine, he was the teen son in Little Miss Sunshine, would, like, ride him around on, on the water, and he'd fart to move through the water. You never saw this? I'm not making this up. I never saw this, but maybe it's I'll not watch a wet dream I had last a, night. <laughs> maybe I'll watch that one with my hands <laughs> down my pants as well. Only if Chris Elliott's in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see this movie, and I'm also excited to see uh, the new um, trauma film that's coming out in a month from now. Shakespeare shitstorm. Hashtag D. Hashtag. Hashtag. Shakespeare shitstorm. It's a uh, reimagining of the Tempest. Told only in the trauma fashion. You know, Wackerly was probably Wackerly's probably the biggest trauma fan I've ever met. That's cool. Oh, he loves trauma movies. I think he's got like the entire. I know he's got a subscription to trauma now, but I uh, I think he has. I think he's got like a, his own trauma library. What What is your favorite uh, trauma film? Redneck Zombies. Redneck Zombies. Is it's good. a It's a later one. It's not a very well known one, but I've. I always thought they just nailed the sense of humor with it, and it was—it's very American. It's really funny. 
I love to- I do love Toxic Avenger. It's a classic. I mean, there's it's such a it's a trauma's so DIY, and that's just kind of like a, just a the epitome of DIY movie. It's like a it's like a guar video made into a film, and it's and it was great. I mean, it was a, came out for five hundred thousand dollars, and it's just an iconic classic. Three sequels, stage show, kids cartoon, Marvel comic, yeah, and now like a big budget film. Good for him. Kind of, kind of in Deadpool uh, style, which is great. I always love the class of Newcomb High. I love class of Newcomb High too. I think if you are into alternative rock or punk or consider yourself a bit of a grebo, it's essential viewing. Oh, it was so good. I had that on, uh, I had that on VHS back when I was a kid. Did you? I probably still do. I just don't have a VCR. And then I also love another lesser known one that a lot of people don't like is, uh, well, they they like it, but a lot of people don't know is Terra Firmer. Do you know that one? Oh, yeah, I've heard about Terra Firma. I don't think I've ever seen it, though. It's a weird one. There's like a blind direct. It's like a very postmodern movie. And that's the thing. Like, trauma is actually, it's, it, it all, a lot of trauma films are very postmodern, very satirical. They are. There are a lot you know? of them are, are satires. Um, but yeah, there's like a blind director. It's like a film within a film, an insane hermaphrodite, a nude fat guy, a psycho killing people. It's, it's got everything. It's a great movie. Um, anyway, the reason we were talking about uh, trauma is because we got an interview with Lloyd Kaufman. Exciting. Who, one of my, well, I'm seriously one of my idols. Legendary writer, director, and co-founder of Trauma Entertainment. You know, he founded uh, Trauma with his uh, partner, Michael Hertz, who he met at Yale, which is crazy, um, in uh, 1974. That, that's the thing I love about Lloyd Kaufman. I've met him once. I actually bring this up in the interview as if he'd remember me but i did meet him once and uh i gotta say the guy's like he's like the mel brooks of just sleaze satire gore he's very handsome you're missing out there he's very handsome and i have a slight girl crush on him <laughs> i think he had a crush on you i loved him I, yeah. I will go to new york and uh, have a coffee with you don't tell pat lloyd i'm flying out but, but seriously what a career over half a century of making indie films it, there's like who else can attest to that it's well, like you in this podcast yeah times like three but it's still going away isn't it i don't think and i'm gonna be going, going i don't think i'm gonna be going 50 years but the, and the whole time just giving the middle finger salute to the major studios yeah it's like fuck you i love it yeah so anyway we chat with him about producing the reboot of the toxic avenger and directing his new film uh shakespeare shitstorm which will premiere next month in uh, New York City. So anyway, here's here's an interview with uh, Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, Lloyd, thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you. Uh, this is the highlight of my 50 years of Making <laughs> trauma movies to finally make it on D. Snyder. And by the way, what is your Snyder. name, young lady? My name is Kate. Hello. Kate? Kate, yes. How do you say that? Kate? Kate, like Shakespeare. Yeah, your sound Kate. is not good. Oh. oh, I do apologize. Oh, no. Can, Can you, you hear raise it? Hello. Can you yeah, it's it? very, my, your sound is, it could be me, of course. <laughs> Hello, is that a bit better? Ah, uh, much better. Much oh, wonderful. Much better. Okay, I had to bump it up. It's an English accent. Uh, it's the English oh, it's accent, lovely. Lloyd. <laughs> well, Lloyd, uh, thanks for being on Sick and Wrong Podcast. It is an honor to have you here. And I got to say, Mazel Tov on half a century of filmmaking. 
That's 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 unbelievable. I'm counting on you to sing it to the world, you and Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to talk about a couple movies. I know you got an upcoming uh, Toxic Avenger reboot that you're affiliated with, you're producing, as well as Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Excuse me, uh, excuse me. It's hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. The hashtag uh, is a very important theme. Hashtag, Uh, yeah. Shakespeare well knew. Very, very modern. So uh, real quick, Toxic Avenger Reboot. How did this uh, reboot come to be? Was this like uh, your idea? Uh, let's, uh, my idea? Yeah, like Why, did you? How did you... would I, uh, uh, making movies and being blacklisted and spurned and canceled and, and humiliated in every possible <laughs> way, how could I even imagine a $200 million movie would be made uh, of something that we <laughs> created that nobody wanted to see 35 years ago. So uh, who, who uh, you I can't take stuff? credit for it. I think the <laughs> magic of the Toxic Avenger is that uh, uh, children, uh, when we were filming in the street, that little children in Brooklyn would go running after him. There's something magical about the mask that Jenny, uh, Jenny, uh, oh, crap, whatever her name is. She's a major, now <laughs> big time uh, Aspinall, Jenny Aspinall, nicest person in the world. And now big time, uh, she Iconic. does Metropolitan Opera in Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. She gave Toxie a rather sympathetic, uh, against my wishes. And uh, I wanted it more disgusting, but uh, she per, she insisted on uh, her art and she got it. And thanks, I think in large part, it's uh, Toxie's humanity. Uh, people like that. So will Tox, speaking of Toxie's humanity, will he be fighting Russians in the Ukraine in this reboot? I'd be willing to go to, if you know, my boss on Saturday Night Fever, Milt Felsen, the late Milt Felsen, uh, fought in the American, uh, the Abraham Lincoln Brigade that went to uh, the Spanish Civil War. I would do that. I have well, never, other than my, uh, I own a rifle that I got at Adirondack Camp uh, when I was about eight years old. Uh, I don't think I've ever held a, a, a weapon uh, other than movie bullshit. Uh, yeah. but I'd, I'd go, you know, Lord Byron did it in the Crimea, you know. Oh, yeah, I love Lord like, Byron, like, one of my not? favorites. Yeah. So uh, I heard, so, so um, make also, it clear. Uh, by the way, um, the Odessa steps are back in the news, the great Eisenstein. The uh, Russians okay. are creating a tribute to that the one marvelous, uh, most famous sequence in uh, Battleship Potemkin. You've got people falling, rolling, babies being skewered all on the Odessa steps once again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's like history repeating itself with that. God is wonderful. God is yeah. so great. <laughs> God is we must, great. We must worship him or her <laughs> or it, whatever it is. We must worship yeah. them. If he I can inspire that's such what you an call woke. of humanity. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's some wokeness going on there. So yeah. um, I heard that uh, Peter Dinklage is going to be in uh, the new one, the new Toxic Avenger. He sure is. And that's what you call good, uh, courageous good casting. casting. Yeah, He's uh, got a huge cast. reputation. He's got a, a wonderful uh, singing voice. If you've seen uh, Cyrano, which they sold, uh, 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 they didn't sell it honestly, unfortunately. Uh, but he's terrific, and uh, how great that they took a shot. Uh, even Troma, even we couldn't have come up with that casting. You know, we were thinking maybe a, a you know, a, a two-headed toxi or a, a, a fat toxi or. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would see fat toxic Ukrainian. Avenger. Actually, the fifth toxic Avenger. We were going to film in Ukraine, 
Uh, we had a, a cabillionaire whose daughter went to NYU film school, but uh, uh, then it fell apart uh, the first time around. But now yeah, we got this uh, big budget reimagining, which is uh, much better than any toxic Avenger Part 5 could ever be. Yeah, I was wondering about that. So this, uh, so Megan Blair, he's he's been in some cool movies. Green Room, that was good. Like well, he Green wrote Room? it. Uh, he wrote, okay, yeah, he wrote that. And Blue he acted Room. it. He acted in it. Yeah. He loves trauma. He loves trauma. He's seen every scrap, fan. every DVD extra. He's seen, he loves uh, Terra Firma, Trauma's War, uh, even the movies that uh, uh, you know t- t- that are not as well known. Uh, you can see them all. There are about a thousand movies on uh, our streaming service, Kate, uh, called Troma Now. Troma as, Now. As like Troma D, you know that. Troma Now oh, is yeah. the uh, future, but now. And uh, you can see about a thousand movies. First month is free. And uh, currently, uh, two of the uh, recent movies, uh, 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 The Final Beginnings, Slashing uh, Part 2, and um, two or three other movies just premiered for uh, March. On trauma now. It's very, yeah. very good. Someday, <laughs> hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm will be on uh, trauma now. Um, actually, we're organizing a British tour now, uh, London and uh, two or three other cities. And um, you know, Shakespeare's apparently big in uh, <laughs> apparently UK. I don't know. I've never heard of him. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> So anyway, uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm, uh, very important, based on The Tempest, my favorite uh, Shakespearean play, and um, it's uh, everything a trauma movie uh, could be, except that uh, this one, this interpretation, uh, there's no question Shakespeare uh, approves, in fact, it, thinks it's the best interpretation of The Tempest uh, ever. So this was, so Shakespeare shitstorm though. This is a movie you hashtag wrote and you direct. Hashtag Shakespeare. Hashtag. hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> you gotta have the hashtag. You Very wrote important. directed this one, right? Hmm? What? You wrote and directed this one. This is uh, this is one of yours. Like you're, yes. you wrote this uh, one. You uh, Shakespeare it. Uh, and uh, Brandon Bassam, uh, Gabe Friedman, and I uh, came up with uh, Bassam. Uh, Brandon wrote the script. Well, uh, subject to uh, what Gabe Friedman, Shakespeare, and I came up with. And uh, it uh, has some very serious, uh, perfect uh, current uh, themes, uh, uh, big pharma, the outrageous, uh, what's been going on and that we have allowed. And of course, the uh, uh, The social platforms, which uh, have a, a lot of people trying to make their bones by crushing other people. Which are very ugly. I, I think we were going to ask about that. Stuff that the uh, the giant uh, uh, studios are able to game the system by, uh, you know, getting PR firms to go on to uh, uh, tomato, rotten tomatoes, and all that stuff. So it's it, and, you know it's a very thing. we have free speech as long as we don't say anything. <laughs> it's free speech as that's long a, as you know, the trauma way as i say it's like this podcast lloyd so, social justice warriors is a big theme i've read in uh hashtag shakespeare's uh shitstorm has trauma ever come under fire have you guys ever been uh victims of the cancel culture yeah sure but uh our fans are very uh you know we wouldn't be here without the fans make us look like a big uh a big uh corporation you know they i was just in uh Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, hardly a major metropolis, and uh, two two hours of signing uh, uh, 
trauma merchandise and uh, posters and hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm stuff. And uh, yeah, we've got a pretty good following and uh, totally on our own. So uh, yes, there've been some uh, third rate bloggers who came after me uh, twice, different ones, but the fans uh, took care of them. So you got to have balls to come after trauma because you're going to get torn apart by that. Well, fan base. Uh, well, also, you can't lie. I mean, these are lies, total lies. Michael hers, actually, uh, I got into trouble with some uh, uh, some females who thought they were the Woodward and Bernstein of, the, of Twitter uh, by uh, canceling uh, uh, the guy who created Ain't It, uh, Ain't it Cool News, uh, Harry, uh, what's his name? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they did it on the idea. They wrote this article, took them a whole two weeks to write it. And they're bragging on Twitter. So I couldn't help to uh, note that. Uh, great. Uh, congratulations. You seem to think you're the Woodward and Bernstein of, uh, of Twitter. But uh, <laughs> this doesn't seem right. Uh, something he might have done 25 years ago. He should lose his company and get canceled. So anyway, yeah. that, that's when the third rate bloggers jumped on and uh, I, that, that's, I don't even remember their names, of... but they didn't last long. One one put something up about uh, Lloyd and his army uh, have, have sent me back to the dark places. Like like he's a manic depressive. We should feel sorry for him. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You never had to deal with this in the 70s. Tr- Trump is what, 40, 46 years 50. old? 50. Next year is 50. I've been old. around. For, I've been making movies for over 50. 50 years, 50 years. That's crazy. Written seven books. You would never Created Trey Parker, Matt Stone, birthed James Gunn, Samuel Jackson, uh, Fergie, Paul Walker. uh, I can go on forever. The trauma Uh, album. And here we have hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm opening in New York, Museum of the Moving Image, uh, Village Cinema, uh, a a couple of other locations in New York. And... uh, the New York media, very quiet. Uh, they don't seem to uh, have the slightest interest in a company that has been around for 50 years. Uh, I don't know what more they want us to do. We we own the building. We pay these people who definitely would be on the welfare if it wasn't for us. Uh, I, I don't get it. So uh, well, that, where's the, thing, the New York think- Times? Oh, yeah, they're doing that the wonderful article on the black uh, lesbianic uh, um, quadra uh, quadriplegic uh, you know they, that's what they do the article of. doesn't matter what <laughs> that person will have done uh, but that's but if the you're, front page yeah, if you're quadriplegic and you're a lesbian then you're going to be on the front page in New York Times well you have to have a, you have to be a quadra amputee probably <laughs> I'm so just Lloyd. a dumb dirty Jew white man so they, they're not going to talk to me they didn't even help of, the Jews during the war, fucking New York Times. They never did. They don't even review our movies. We opened a movie in New York, Brandon Bassam's movie. You know, he's he's made three or four movies. He's very talented. The Times didn't even review it. Nothing. Wait, they, they got to recognize the, the, the Toxic Avenger. That's one of the mm-hmm. most iconic films of all time. How can they ignore that? It's because now, we don't have any money to advertise. It's all money. Samuel Fuller, I don't know if you know him. One of the great, Name he was a Hollywood director, uh, but, but he had total, pretty much total freedom for Fox and his movies were pretty low budget. Shock Corridor, Steel Helmet, uh, uh, House of Bamboo, great movies. Anyway, he said the, the whole, everything can be reduced to two things, uh, every problem, money and uh, uh, sex. Uh, he said women, but <laughs> I disagree about right. sex. And uh, uh, clearly the... Uh, uh, 
clearly the, the times is, you know they're on the needle they need the money 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 so it's all about it's you know they want to let the world know that hey there's a spider-man movie out there let's do 200 feature stories on it because nobody knows if they're only uh, sony's only spending uh 300 million dollars to market it yeah but they <laughs> oh, sure only but you the think they'd though, be a little more interested change. in uh, troma who spends they're totally thanks to our fans and you, D. You're the you are the the most uh, uh, close to the I'm, Nobel I'm Prize winning. <laughs> Brilliant journalism going here on Sick and Wrong. We're counting on you. You have this exclusive. Hey, <laughs> I make sure I'm he does a, it. You know. I'm a huge <laughs> trauma fan. Kate has a conscience. But you, you know what I though? Do. You bring up an interesting point. Marvel and DC keep shitting out all these movies, the same story over and over and over again. But trauma. What Troma's doing is making an original superhero. Like, what what do you think of these like Marvel films, like all these new ones that come out? When I, I mean, was they... at Yale, when I was at Yale University, which is almost the Oxford of uh, of our country, um, I I the guy next door to me, freshman year, had a stack of Marvel comics. I never read comics as a kid. Uh, Oliver Stone, who I grew up with, had the Scrooge McDuck and classic comics classic comics which uh, were better than cliff notes uh, uh, and so that was the only exposure to comics i had scrooge mcduck so when i saw those marvel comics in the 60s uh, 65 6 7 uh, that uh, and drugs was about all i learned at uh, yale and uh, as soon as i could i contacted stan lee and uh, we hit it off, and I wrote a script for him which sold a story he had uh, he put it on a quarter inch tape and the Night of the Witch, <laughs> and wow. um, been optioned a few times, not made. And um, anybody wants to make it, still out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, it so seems that, like the only uh, film that was f- how I kind of got interested in uh, superheroes, right? Uh, Spider Man, and the fact. In fact, Stan Lee said uh, he wrote it in my book, uh, second book, no, third. Uh, one of the books, Stan Lee uh, did an introduction in which he stated that he felt that Toxic Avenger did to the movie superhero the same thing that Spider-Man did for the comic book hero, namely to uh, a superhero, to make the superhero uh, have uh, worldly problems. Uh, Spidey takes care of his aunt and has trouble at school. Toxie has uh, skin problems, of course. He's, uh, uh, he's got uh, mother issues. He's He can't get work. He's uh, only got a mop uh, and he was bullied. Uh, you know, he's uh, <laughs> the, the uh, extreme uh, underdog, as is New Jersey, in which Tromaville exists, uh, you know, living in the shadow of the arrogant Gotham. So blah, 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 blah. If he has, you can if read he has... all I know about filmmaking. All I know about <laughs> filmmaking, I learned from The Toxic Avenger, the first book I wrote, which was written by James Gunn. But that's the thing with Toxic Avenger. That's what inspired movies like Deadpool. Toxic Avenger yes. was like self-reflexive. Yeah. He made fun of himself. He like you know it, it dealt with 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 themes and comedy. And that's why Deadpool exists today. That's why Guardians of the Galaxy exists today. It's from movies like Toxic Avenger, and all these guys were inspired by it. That's for sure. Yeah, Deadpool so, talks about us a lot, so uh, Lloyd, and also the uh, we started. Uh, we st- I'm a uh, I was a fan of Bertolt Brecht. Uh, I haven't seen much recently. Oh. But he always uh, talked to the, you know, broke the fourth wall. And Shakespeare does it all the time. And uh, oh, he did, so I yeah. was doing it in the 60s and 70s. People were not happy with it. But uh, Battle of Love's Return, my first movie uh, that got to theaters, 1970, I think. Uh, Oliver Stone's in it. Uh, and Lynn Lowry. 
that movie was um, totally uh, all about that kind of, you know, it was... Yeah, uh, would you, but I mean, it's such forward thinking in cinema, which not people just don't even understand that. So I no, read here that uh, right. you were you were in uh, involved with Rocky, the first Rocky. Yes. Yeah, could, they couldn't have done it without Troma. We 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 supplied the crew. We supplied the locations. We how did, we how did, did that everything uh, non-union for about eight days in Philadelphia. Imagine Rocky without <laughs> climbing up those stairs, without uh, running through the Italian market, without the punching the uh, beef. Avelson <laughs> uh, and Stallone wanted to, to to shoot in Philadelphia. They wanted to shoot the whole film there, but the producers didn't have enough money because Stallone. An unknown was the star, so basically yeah, yeah. the budget was uh, quite low. Uh, today it would be, you know, I think it was a million dollars. Yeah, it was like a million bucks. So uh, Avelson and Stallone asked us, uh, "We have a movie called Cry Uncle, hilarious that Avelson converted from being a uh, schlocko uh, uh, kind of R-rated movie to uh, being a hilarious R-rated movie, uh, and it's, uh, it's on Troma now." But we we used that crew who had worked for Avelson directed, Avelson who directed Rocky directed uh, Cry Uncle, and uh, it's still in. It's a, a very popular on Troma now. Uh, it's not the future, but it is uh, the past. But now, in 1970 was Cry Uncle, I think, or 71, uh, and uh, so we used that same crew uh, when it when time came to do Rocky. And they were great. In fact, Ralph Boda. The, the late Ralph Boda, who was DP on uh, on the Philadelphia part of Rocky and on Cry Uncle, went on to become DP of Saturday Night Fever. And now he's dead. Wow. So did, did you great ever... Guy. Did you, great guy. Did you choreograph the dance scenes with uh, Travolta? Or <laughs> well, that's that? an interesting uh, question because uh, in pre-production of Saturday Night Fever, John Avelson, director... Uh, 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 John Travolta, my wife and I would go out around 11 o'clock every night and we go around the discotheques to, uh, to get a sense of what uh, uh, the New York magazine talked about. And, um, and uh, Travolta would dance with uh, my wife, Pat, uh, film commissioner. And uh, uh, I was extremely jealous because uh, I wanted to <laughs> dance with Travolta. And, so, I have something tells me that Travolta wants to dance with you as well. Well, I hope so. I, I do want to give him a massage, but he never accepted. <laughs> would, you ever, would you ever hit up Studio 54? I was like, there, yeah. We went there a couple of times. Uh, oh, wow. But not my world, really. Uh, you know, yeah, I've too, all, too uh, above my pace, pace game. <laughs> but I got in. Uh, uh, one of my best friends, uh, yeah, he was connected with the owners of... Uh, so we went. We got in uh, one Halloween, and we dressed up as uh, we dressed up as the uh, people. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. We dressed up as the. Uh, we had the costumes from Squeeze Play, which was about a woman's softball team. So we all wore the uh, Squeeze Play costumes, and we had to literally uh, get body parts to get us through the crowd out front. I mean, it was incredible. We we literally had to form a. Uh, Wedge with the wedge security to get, to get in. It's incredible. Yeah, I think I would have been more of the CBGB scene at the time. Yes, Same. exactly. Yeah. That was, I would say, a Cafe War, maybe those kind of. We actually we shot in the uh, now uh, well known, uh, famous. Uh, I don't know if it's around Cafe War, 
that we shot oh, there yeah. and, uh, and uh, Battle of Love's Return. But yeah, I'm not I into that uh, world. I have heard. I that. hate the Hamptons. So- I hate all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, like, that kind of turned you off. So w- when you were working on these, like, Saturday Night Fever Final Countdown, were you just like, what made you say, fuck the major studios? I want to be independent. Final Countdown. <laughs> what, yeah. what happened? Wasn't Kirk Could have been a great fan? movie. Could have been a great movie. In the same way that so, Inviting Anna TV. could have been a great movie. But they, 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 in the case of Anna, they, they rushed it because they had competition from HBO with the same theme. So they rushed it. In two weeks, they could have patched that script. It's still great, Inventing Anna. It's a lot of fun. My wife really enjoys it, and so do I. But it, there's so many. It could have been written so much better. In two weeks, but they were worried HBO was going to put the same thing on another similar series so they that's the problem same thing with this uh, thing i just mentioned uh, uh what was it what did i just mention uh, where they made the mistake of uh, going uh, I, think, huh? I think that's the way the studios work i've read a famous quote you said 99.9 percent of people in the movie industry are just scum of the earth stupid yes. incompetent dishonest the worst do you still feel that way yes but uh the <laughs> little percentage that are not uh, uh Detritus uh, are the best people in the world, the most uh, lovely people. And a lot of the people who came out of trauma, in fact, I don't know any people who are unpleasant who have come out of trauma. <laughs> I got to say, James Gunn I mean, is the nicest. Eli Roth is the nicest. <clears throat> They're all lovely people and um, they love movies. I've, I've been friends with John yeah. Voight forever. He couldn't, he's, I think he's got some <laughs> weird uh, political views, but he's yeah, idealistic. Yeah. He does, he's not trying to blow with the wind and he's only won two oscars and uh changed the world of of, of cinema with being in uh midnight cowboy the only x-rated film to win an oscar so um uh, you know they're great X-rated. people wonderful really people film. but well, uh, i mean trauma, I, i've written trauma. that books uh, all my books are half the trauma way uh, and then half interviews with uh, people like uh, uh, uh avelson and gunn and uh Stan Lee and, and Karen Black and blah, blah, blah. Oh, who, I love Karen uh, Black. Uh, do, talk about doing it the right way. Well, that's the thing. Tromo is a stepping stone for so many people. Kevin Costner, Oliver Stone, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. I mean, and James Gunn has been affiliated. For, I mean, you worked on uh, Slither. It was that, how many years ago was in that? It. Yeah, he cut, You're I in did it, a yeah. great improv. And everybody roared with laughter, but then he cut, the, he cut it out. You and, were. Uh, he said that uh, the trauma. You were stealing the were show. Upset. You can see me in Slither way in the background, but uh, right, I gotta I had a, that. but uh, the uh, the trauma fans. James said he got some some uh, Twitter uh, noise about why cut Lloyd Kaufman out. You know what? Uh, James Gunn's new series, Peacemaker, is one of Kate's favorites. No, it's great, isn't it? It's wonderful. But, yeah, hilarious. Peacemaker was there's so much trauma, fun. By the way, Kate, this trauma. Uh, in lots of lots of the sequences, if you look, there are all sorts of trauma, trauma posters. Uh, Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. Trauma, I, I noticed that. You could tell that James Gunn's is just a huge fan. He's so a good guy. About, He's a very t- good guy. Tell me about this. I heard Robert De Niro was in a trauma film. No, we oh, we bought the film. Uh, right. A friend of mine had made it, produced it. And they had trouble with the distribution. So we took the distribution over and then we bought the entire thing. And uh, good thing we did. It's De Niro's first movie, Brian De Palma's first movie. 
uh, 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 Jill Clayberg. Uh, so it's it's historically significant. And uh, De Niro looks about sixteen. It's pretty good. It's on <laughs> Troma now. If you want to see it, uh, major. It's a major historic document. It ought to be in the Smith Smithsonian. But uh, <laughs> they'd rather put in Spider Man Part Sixty Two. So, are you still close with Oliver Stone these days? No, he's no, like, we we had a party in other ways, but he uh, kind of is he is he in like QAnon or he, something? He's definitely one of America's great uh, uh, treasures, but uh, he's a psycho. I couldn't. Yeah, he's, he's wacky dude. But he's is he in QAnon? Like he's in, he's got some whacked out. I don't know what theories. his thing is, but he's uh, kissing uh, Putin's ass. Uh, but he, when <laughs> yeah. we were kids, he and his father were quite uh, uh, right wing, and to, to the point of being, uh, you know, saying things that were anti-Semitic and racist you know, jokes and stuff like that. And we as eight year old, in fact, my, my, my father in a fancy restaurant on Park Avenue hauled off and slapped uh, Oliver in front of his parents because Oliver said something about my father's nose, which was huge, but uh, you know, <laughs> a nine year old kid I mean... should not, or a 10 year old kid, you shouldn't say that to an adult. Shouldn't say it to anybody. <laughs> By the way, uh, you have a very nice nose, D. Very nice you know nose. What? Yeah. I have very, a very, very, very Jewish nice. nose. Yeah, my, no, my it's father. Very attractive. It's a oh, how do you call you. it? Uh, very lovely. Kate's, of course, is perfect. Yeah, my oh, my father you. was a rabbi, so I think I got Pardon? like the rabbi. My father was a rabbi. Eh, just like yeah. Al Jolson. Yeah, <laughs> very similar. Very similar. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, you can see I'm just a sad old drunk. I, I gotta say, Lloyd, you got a, you got probably the most. Troma's got one of the most devoted fan bases of uh, of of any film studio Indeed. I can think of. Um, what are some of the more stranger gifts you you've received over the years? Have you have you been people giving you some weird shit over the years? Like, have you ever had any bizarre encounters with fans? I I think stuff to us that is normal might look bizarre, but. Uh... I mean, like things I'm asked to sign. Uh, there's quite a number of Uncle well, Lloyd, ta- you, a lot of Uncle Lloyd tattoos and things. <laughs> and my signatures on. You know, it's funny. Uh, I bodies. met you before. I met you before, way back in the '90s, and I had you sign a Dana Plato softcore porn film. It was on VHS, and you Dana signed Plato. it, Lloyd Kaufman. Wow. Remember Dana Plato? And you're like, I haven't seen this one before. I think it was called Different Strokes. They were great, Dana Plato. I don't want to say she because I want to be woke. They were terrific. (laughs) And, you know, by the way, speaking of porn, James Gunn uh, years ago for Citizen Toxie, he said, why don't you get Jenna Jameson, who's got a bigger following than most of the stars, and give her 5,000 bucks and let her move up and do a decent film. A film, uh, sorry, a non uh, come oh, on the face porn. Film. No porn, yes. Uh, no, <laughs> no come shots. <laughs> and um, uh, her people <laughs> said the script was not up to her standards. So uh, oh, there wasn't enough I still think yeah. uh, some of, you know, they're smart, these porno girls and porno, they, whatever you say, porno pronouns. And uh, they are uh, very intelligent. Uh, I get flown out to one. the AVN. Do you know that, D? Oh, the, yeah, the AVNs. AVNs. I've been doing. Oh, you both know it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, the uh, 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 Bad Dragon uh, brings me out there to sign, and they have a huge booth, 
they make uh, adult toys and ones with dragons and they've got one i think with topsy head on it and uh, yeah and then their main business of course is the dildo uh manufacture of the dildo uh, so uh, they bring me out there uh, uh, to avn and uh i've met the, a number of the new uh breed of uh best of breed in the uh, uh porn area and uh the again, open commerce and uh, um, yeah, I just don't have a script I'm directing now. But if I do, I'll, I'll make a probably make a big play to try to get to, uh, Charlotte Stokely. I've never seen her movies, but uh, I'll probably try to get her she, or uh, Riley Reed. I've heard she's uh, Riley Reed. She's yeah, very she smart. Probably do it. Very smart. She'd probably do it. Evelyn I, Clare has a great following. You know, I've, I have a good friend, Ryan Ooh. Keeley. She would probably Ryan Keeley would probably do it. She's a good friend of mine. She loves oh, trauma. Well, good. yeah. yeah. She, she would, she would um, definitely I, do it. Well, seriously, I'm producing two films, but I think they're casted. But uh, it's not like we're not producing. If there's somebody who's uh, good, yeah. who can act uh, and has a big following, that was the thing She's about got, Ryan Keeley has got the good. Ryan Keeley's got a few million on Instagram. I oh, think she would do it. Yeah. But she's also she's also kind of she's got this nerdy vibe to her. And she loves she's trauma. a trauma chick. Yeah, she loves oh, trauma that'd be great. Too. Well, great. So, that'd yeah, cool. you'll have to hit me up for that. So Thank Lloyd, you. maybe let her see one of our movies. Or, uh, yeah. You know, oh, no, I know she she's it. seen. I know she likes class in Newcomb High because we talked well, about that before. She, she might even be down. More, uh, check out the more modern, uh, like a return to class of Newcomb High. Oh, and then the second half that of that one. film is called Return to Return to Class of Newcomb High. <laughs> so they're, 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 see if she be interesting to see if she prefers the new ones or the old ones or if she likes the old ones i mean she might even be interested in a toxic avenger porn parody i don't know if well, you've ever uh, done that that might be out of the question <laughs> for the time being since uh, a certain company named legendary is spending an awful lot of money and taking a huge risk and make him blair is his script is so much better than the original toxic uh, wow. I, I think it's going to be a very very good film I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see that. I'm oh, gonna, I'll be seeing it. Hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. I, I gotta say, I'm a huge Shakespeare fan. My cat is named Caliban. After uh, no kidding. Yeah, well, gotta, if you'd like, uh, 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 do you have my email or Rocco's? He just uh, will send yeah, you the yeah. link. Maybe you could uh, review it. Oh, I would, I would be honored. I would love to. Yeah, I'll, let's I'll do that. We'll, I'll we'll send talk it to about you. it. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And plug Kate, as a, uh, are you a British subject? No. I, I am British, yes. I'm currently well, in America at the moment. Where but are you from British. in Britain? I'm from the very, very north. Like, think Game of Thrones north. I'm from above Game of Thrones. She's right by oh. Scotland. Right, oh I'm my. on the borders. I'm oh. a borders girl. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, uh, I straddle. She, she's yeah, moving yeah. to Los Angeles. Moving where? She's, she's moving I'm going to move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to escape the harsh winters of the north. Her first time mm. in Hollywood. Actually. Smart, smart. Yes. <laughs> the harsh so, uh, tag winters of the north. The harsh the tag harsh winters tag. of the winter north. Winter is coming. <laughs> so, uh, so Lloyd, well, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe uh, Kate, can you, you watch hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm? And, I would uh, love to. We get the two versions: the American and the uh, British. That the British, the male and the female no. perspective you, as well. You know what we'll do is we'll review it yeah, on, our, uh, on YouTube. Let's review it on YouTube. <laughs> we'll review it on YouTube for you. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. English person and American. All right, we're gonna do that. <laughs> Thank um, you. So, Lloyd, tell me: after fifty years of making films, what do you think your legacy will be? Well, uh, Toxic Avenger clearly has a life of its own. <laughs> So yeah, um, no, that's uh, uh, I think trauma probably has a life of its own. 
Uh, I'm 76. Uh, I look much older. Uh, Michael's 70 uh, something. Uh, I don't know how much longer we go on. And the, uh, our kitties, uh, I don't want to wish it on any of them. So uh, they're not I mean, going to inherit doing it? very well. <laughs> so if there's somebody out there that, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, you know, we, we still need to figure out what we're doing. Uh, uh, I could go, at, I could go right now. People, the American lifespan for men is only, it's gone down two years. So uh, 77. That is so there's true. somebody You'd out never there. Know. Yeah, I thought you were Rich. younger, actually. Doesn't, doesn't Lloyd look younger? Uh, Lloyd is a very handsome man. I would not have thought yeah, you were in your 70s. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're very cool. Well, Lloyd, and, uh, I may be a narcissist, but uh, I'm your narcissist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show, man. And yep. people, go check out Troma Now. It's TromaNow.com. So it's no, 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 no. Sorry. It's Troma. Somebody grabbed the Troma Now uh, URL and was shaking us down. So we use Troma-Now.com. You can get it on Roku, all those things. And first month is absolutely free. 1,000 Troma films, people. You got got a lot. Well, they're not all ours. They're movies we bought over the years. Instead of buying drugs and being in houses we don't own, we put our money into movies that don't make money. So uh, <laughs> we have the best, true from the heart, independent movies of all varieties. So check out legendary now, and uh, you can uh, a first month free, and then only four ninety nine a month, which is practically <laughs> not that bad. That's nothing. Yeah. And Shakespeare Shitstorms coming out Hashtag. in about a month. Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm a- coming out in April eighth in New York, um, at the New York, New Jersey area. And uh, L.A. in early June, Los Angeles. So maybe you'll be out there. Oh, you are out there. I am out there. I'll go go check it out. Are you guys doing a premiere here? Yeah, it's around uh, Lemley Cinemas. Uh, I think somewhere around June 7, but I'm not sure. Lemley, June 7. All right, I'm going to check that out. uh, Anyway, uh, uh, make sure Rocco or you have my email. Yeah, I got your email on uh, through Rocco. Good. I'll uh, send you the... uh, Link or Rocco will. Yeah, yeah. Have Rocco send me the link, and uh, and I'll post it. And uh, we'll also post a link to Troma dot com. Well, no, your, no. Uh, don't post the right. link to Troma to hashtag Shakespeare. No, no, no. Oh no, not that. I'm saying Troma dot com. Your your website Troma dot com. I'm going to do that. Yeah, and Troma now. Also Troma now. And Troma now. Anything about that? Thank you. But yeah, but but very excited. Uh, to see both of those and the reboot of the Toxic Avengers is going to be going to be awesome. It is. So, Lloyd, that reboot is going to be unbelievable. unbelievable. Thanks for being on the show, man. Fantastic. Yeah, it was great to meet Hashtag you. Fantoxic. Fantoxic. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. And, thank uh, you, D. Thank you, Kate. And uh, if you're in New York, uh, come by and uh, see where the magic happens. Oh, we will. I would love to see magic. where the magic happens. Yeah. Me too. You're the best. I really appreciate right. it. And uh, right. uh, see what, uh, if there are any uh, uh, mainstream uh, media people, uh, I've got 50 years of of history to my heart. My, there is a guy writing a book about me, uh, oh. which is very detailed, but uh, we need something now. Well, I got to <laughs> say, I mean. My last film, come on. Soderbergh says he's making his last film. Everybody, you know, ejaculates. Uncle Lloyd, nothing. <laughs> Counting on you, D and Kate. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. We're gonna do our best, yeah. Lloyd. I'm gonna be promoting you. you can Thank me. you, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, D. Uh, right, I will thank uh, you, Lloyd. let you go. 
Cheers. Right, a lot you of fun. Care. Thank you so much. So much. Bye. Right. Bye. That guy's hilarious. And sexy. <laughs> He's hilarious. He's a difficult one to interview because <laughs> it, well, there, there's certain people like that when you, uh, they're just like, I don't give a shit about your questions. I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. I prefer that though. I prefer that he's got his stories that he's going to tell and get into them. I, he has I, some cutting commentary. He's I, a cool guy. A, and some funny stories. I like it too, but uh, sometimes it can be a bit frustrating with uh, as an interviewer. Because they're just like, I don't care about your questions. At least he was really good looking to look at. I, I don't know what your deal is with that. Are you really attracted to a 72-year-old? He's 76. It's the Jew. It's the Jew. You got a weird Jew fetish. I have a Jew fetish. Are you attracted fetish. to Mel Brooks? I am attracted to all old Jewish men. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, especially Gilbert. You're attracted to Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. Funny D gets the fanny. All these guys you just mentioned. Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, I love Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, we I was just in the presence of his grave recently. God, you have some weird taste in men, myself <laughs> included. Um, but you know it's funny. So when I when I asked him, like you must have had some weird encounters with fans. I know he has because I've heard stories. But it's probably all the weird shit that people make him sign. And I'm one of those people that made him sign some weird shit because I remember it was probably 1998 or 99. And I was living in Chicago in Wicker Park, and he came to this bookstore that was um, right over on uh, North Avenue in Wicker Park, and it was Wackerly's birthday. And I had somehow like acquired a copy of Dana Plato from Different Strokes. You might remember Dana Plato from Different Strokes, who died of an overdose. Yeah, didn't she die in about 2000? The year 2000? She was still alive when this when uh, when this I had this video. Came out. Yeah, because she yeah. was still alive when I had this. Um, but anyway, uh, it was a, a softcore porn called Different Strokes that she made early '90s when she was kind of falling on hard times. Because she went on Stern a few times to talk about it. Well, they say that Howard Stern might possibly have led to her ki- killing herself. I'm saying it in inverted commas. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the the porn was called Different Strokes, and it was VHS. And so I asked Lloyd, I was like, hey, would you sign this for my buddy? I was like, yeah, to, uh, I think it was like, happy birthday, Lance. Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman. And he was just like, I've never seen this one. I have to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he wrote down the name. And I also had him sign a Butthole Surfers CD. Random. uh, Locust Abortion Technician. And he loved the Butthole Surfers. Yeah. The guy loves music. I mean, he's into Guar. He's into like Motorhead. And um, he's a... An an amazing director. Anyway, Uh, I bet you, you know, when you go to San Francisco this weekend, you should ask. Well, first of all, I'm going to tell Wackerly we got to interview Lloyd Kaufman because I think he'd shit himself. But also uh, ask him if he still has that Dana Plato video. Oh, I bet he does because he still has the From the Ville um, wrestling DVD. Oh, the wrestling DVD? He still has it. Yeah. Probably winks to that. It's probably his all-time favorite He probably film. watches that with the, his <laughs> hand down the front his of his pants. For comfort. Just like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, people, this is uh, eight, episode 834 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, we got some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey, guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. 
just to say thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So we've got a few phone calls to get to here. 323-522-4032 is the number. People, we need your calls. Give us a call. We'll play it eventually. If it's over three minutes, we'll play it on the second show. We're a lot less uh, discriminating on the second show. Um, but give us a call. 323-522-4032. Or email the show with a, an MP3, Podcast at gmail.com. So these calls came in a while ago. Remember that guy, Vibrato? I remember Vibrato, yeah. The Canadian kink, kinky kind of fetishist. Yeah, he's gr- great fun. And he made like this light up, like vibrating suit. He's made more than one, isn't he? On like the Vibrato suit 5.0. Something like that. He wears these like, it's not a suit of vibrate. It's it, where the whole suit vibrates, right? Yeah, I think it's been through many different. I think only parts different of it vibrate. Iterations. Some vibrate. Vibrating fingers. And he didn't he have like one of those LED belts that advertise like your name and your number. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But anyway, he called in, and uh, we had a bunch of questions, and so he answers a few of them. Hey, Kate and D, it's Vibrato. I'm going to answer your Canadian broadcasting questions. The CBC stands for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It's like the BBC without the money. I'd say the 10 best shows of all time on CBC would be The Kids in the Hall, SCTV, Schitt's Creek, Kim's... All three of those shows are really good. I've only ever seen Kids in the Hall. Uh, You've never seen SCTV? No. SCTV, you probably would like. That's another one of Lance's favorite shows. (laughs) It's uh, (laughs) a... It's a skit comedy. It's got a John Candy got to start from it. Rick Moranis. Oh, well, Eugene I will Levy. love it because I love John Candy and I kind of have a little crush on him too. Yeah, all of those guys. This is when they were young. It's, I mean, it's kind of like Canadian Saturday Night Live. Minions, Codco. Uh, this hour has 22 minutes. Rick Mercer Report, uh, Da Vinci's Inquest. I don't know Degrassi any of these. Junior High. Oh, Degrassi and, uh, Junior Erica. High. Is, if you're wondering. Isn't, didn't Drake, wasn't Drake, didn't he play the uh, handicapped kid? In Degrassi Junior High. Again, I have no idea about Canadian television. I I swear he played that. I might be wrong. My knowledge is lacking. I might be wrong on this, but people, you know what I'm talking about. Blake, or Drake, not Blake. Drake played the disabled kid in Degrassi Junior High. Why I didn't say Corner Gas, which uh, everyone knows, or people who know the show know it's a Canadian show, is uh, because that show was on CTV, the Canadian television network so that's that's not a cbc show now in terms of zed that was on uh, from 2002 to 2006 i, see, I, I sent you emails in regards to the whole vibrato stuff so um hopefully you got that with uh the holidays um yeah happy hanukkah uh, i'm gonna give you uh, my god this is an old call <laughs> <laughs> it's like a few months old here um anyway uh, better late than never holiday story that uh, goes back a few years. I grew up in Cote St. Luke, Quebec, uh, which is um, like a affluent, affluent Jewish area of Montreal. It's, it's kind of like Great Neck, Long Island with a little bit less money. So that's... that's. You know, there are a lot of Jews in Canada. 
But there are Jews everywhere. Why? Why yeah, are they in Canada? I don't. You know, I don't know. Actually. Oh, is this the French-speaking part though? Yeah. Well, in Montreal, like I remember, I went with my father to a rabbi convention in Montreal. A rabbi convention. It was a rabbi convention, and I met the Dalai Lama. What was he doing at the rabbi convention? He was speaking there. He was just hanging out with the rabbis. Yeah, so all I, these holy dudes. Yeah, my dad was just like, "Are you gonna meet the Dalai Lama?" And I kept saying, "I was like, I'm gonna ask him if people say hello, Dalai." He goes, "Don't ask him that. That would be a stupid question, <laughs> and he'll think you're stupid for asking that." <laughs> and so when he came over, I was like, "Hey, when people say hi to you, do they say hello, Dalai?" And he was just like. Didn't understand a word I was just saying. He just kind of nodded his head and shook my hand. Was very nice to you, yes. And my dad's like, I told you. (laughs) Told you not to ask him that damn stupid question. (laughs) What did your dad ask him? Uh, I don't think my dad asked him anything. Just like, ignore my son. I should not have brought him. But there were like, yeah, pretty thriving. Like a lot of uh, Jews in Montreal was surprised. And it was, I remember just during the day, I would go walk around Montreal. And uh, just hang. I remember I hung out with some like gutter punks that I met there. There's yeah, in yeah. my mind, there's a lot of gutter punks Smoke in some Montreal. Weed. Well, I had dreads. Oh, like, back in those yeah. days. And I also was too. Well, no, I could drink because you could go into bars when you're like 18. Yeah, Canada is a lot more. Canada, I always say, is like um, Britain light. It was cool. Montreal was cool though. Everyone speaks French there. Yeah, but it's a weird form of French. It's not real French. It's yeah, Canadian it's like, French. It's Canadian French, yeah. yeah. French, French Canadians. Yeah. My upbringing, and, and so just about everyone I knew was, was Jewish, and, and Hanukkah was, was never a really big deal. It's, it really, you know, the whole thing is it just happens to fall, like, near Christmas. So that's what gives Hanukkah its, its um, fame, I suppose, or whatever people seem to think. I, I, you know what it is? Hanukkah, okay, maybe it falls during Christmas, but it's not even in the Torah. It's like a different book. It's like the Book of Maccabees or something. And I think what happened is Christians got received gifts, you know, during the winter solstice or during uh, during Christmas. And so all the Jewish kids were like, "What the fuck? Why don't I get a gift?" So then the Jews were like, "Uh, shit, we gotta come up with something. Something for the kids. Look through here. How about the Maccabees?" eight days we'll give them like eight little chocolate coins you know i think that's why they just kind of it's not a real holiday well neither is christmas we've been for this i I know but i mean i think it's i think christmas is more legitimate than uh because i mean it's like christ was born on that there's something more of a legitimate reason for celebrating it than there is for uh yeah in the bible no i mean not for you obviously i'm just saying people on the whole i think hanukkah is more of a holiday for children We'll let the kids have their their chocolate coins. <laughs> let them have play one with time. My dreidel. Yeah, and we little dreidels. We'll play dreidel, David. And then we it is, used to kick his ass. And uh, it becomes that as opposed to like this minor holiday that really you don't even get school off if you go to a parochial school. You don't get all eight days off, so it's it's not it's really a huge I agree holiday. With you, and, and I agree. Like, as as um. I think Lenny Bruce or other Jewish comedians have put it like Jews, you don't really celebrate holidays. You observe holidays like Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. I don't even know about that. I don't, I don't think Jews celebrate holidays. They endure holidays. That's what happens. You endure Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Believe me, I had to endure it many times. I got old enough where I don't have to endure it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. You're, you're going no. to this 
synagogue and you know, you're hearing Hebrew, which you probably don't understand, and it's very boring, and, and then you can't eat or drink anything on Yom Kippur, and it's it it's hard. Sucks. So <laughs> that's that's not you know a, a great thing for me, anyways. It's holidays, but I, I was dating a, a non-Jewish girl, and uh, she uh, was talking about Christmas, and this is probably towards the end of our relationship and maybe the reason why it ended. But uh, she wanted to know what I was doing for Christmas, and I just said, no, I don't, I don't celebrate Christmas. And she was horrified, and she's like, she had this look on her face like I was the Antichrist, like, what the hell? You don't celebrate Christmas. Fuck what do you that. mean? I said, what, what do I mean? I figured, well, I can, I can answer that quite quickly. I'll just tell her I'm Jewish. And she's like, it didn't answer her, her question at all. She, and as far as she knew, <laughs> Here's a part two. I like how she's just like stupefied. She's like, "You're, you're what, Jews don't celebrate Christmas." How do you not know that? Bitch? No, but honestly, growing up in Bay City, it was a shocker to so many. Yeah. Oh well, I suppose back then, but nowadays everyone knows. I would like to think so, but Bay City, Michigan's remote. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking people probably do know, but I don't know. People would just be like, "What do you do?" And it's like Hanukkah, fuckhead. Like, if you're not fucking Hanukkah, it's like, what's that? It's just, yeah, that's when you start making shit up. Hey, it's Vibrato again. Yeah, I talked too fucking long. Uh, yeah, the rest of my holiday story. So uh, this woman who, who I told her that I'm Jewish, I'm figuring, you know, from my upbringing in Montreal, understands that, you know, Jews don't celebrate Christmas. It did not have that experience. Like, I could see the wheels turning in her mind. Like, but wait, no, I... I, I know you do something like Jewish people. I've met them. They have something at that time. It's and then she it came to her. It was like a, a brilliant, brilliant light <laughs> that just struck up her head, and she said, "But you have Hanukkah, probably more. You have Hanukkah, but anyway, I said, yeah. So Hanukkah, no, this look, Hanukkah is not like Christmas. Like Christmas is." the biggest holiday ever in the world, in the history of anything. It's a celebration, the birth of your Lord. It's huge, right? I'll tell you what, what Hanukkah really is. It's like, okay, thousands of years ago, people attacked Israel. You know, like that, that never happens, right? And in, instead of enough oil to last, one day they made it last eight days, which is a very Jewish thing. Now you think about that, though. It's like so they had just a little bit of oil and they drew that out for eight days. So they got eight days from like a thimble of oil. Could you imagine Jews would be like, can you believe how long that lasted? One one bag of coffee, eight bowls of coffee. Like it's could you imagine how the bang for your buck with that? Like, to Jews, that's a fucking miracle. This is, this is like something Woody Allen invented. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's like you bought, or you had like a thimble left, and you drew that out for eight days. That's like a Jewish and miracle. It, and that's a Jewish holiday. <laughs> Even like, the last eight days, I'm so proud of you. It's like, I did, you know, I, I only gave that Christian, you know, $2 for that oil. And it lasted <laughs> for eight days. Ah, what a bargain. <laughs> Let's make a holiday out of this. <laughs> so they, you know, like so, so you got Christmas here. You know, peace on earth, goodwill towards man. It's the whole shebang. Hanukkah, good value for the buck. 
Exactly. Not equivalent. A lot of bang so for you your go. buck. So, uh, See, I would have a celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> well, because you're very frugal. I'm very frugal, <laughs> and like doing that is like I would rather do that than have a very gluttonous holiday. That means absolutely fuck all. Well, it's basically like a, this Jews used a, cu- a coupon, the same coupon four times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like, and, what you a go, and you got away with it each time. <laughs> oh my god! I tell you, the best half of me is the Jewish half. <laughs> It is funny, though, when you meet not or you go on a date. Because, I, I mean, I haven't really dated many Jewish girls, actually. Only a couple. Eh, maybe three. You like converting the Gentiles to your, you know, it's, it's uh, the, the Jew- rabbi's son in you. Jewish girls usually <laughs> have an agenda. Yeah. They want to get married. They want to have kids. And they will try to, like, change you. And it's just like, that's not going to work with me. And once they realize that who I am and what I'm all about... They're like, peace out, because it's not going to work for me. Yeah. Because my my biological clock is ticking or whatever. But it is funny when you go on a date with, like, non-Jewish girls. I remember remember one time, I moved here in 2011, 2010, 2011. I was dating my ex. We broke up. And then I was, like, all of a sudden just in L.A. I didn't really know many people. And so I was on like, you know, okay, Cupid and Tinder going on a lot of dates at the time. And I go on a date with this girl and we go to a uh, restaurant here, over here in West Hollywood. There's tons of Jews in West Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. yeah. Like all the Hasids are cruising around. And so we see some like black hat Hasids all like getting into, like it was like some kind of Mercedes Benz, like SUV. And she was like, you know, the Amish do really well here. And I was just looking at her like, the, the Amish. <laughs> like, I was just like, that is idiotic for so many reasons. I'm definitely going to get laid tonight. That's amazing that she <laughs> thinks that Amish people. Well, the funniest thing about it, Amish people don't even fucking drive. Yeah, they don't. Let alone <laughs> look like a bunch of Jews. <laughs> I've said this before, but I always have a slight girl boner for the Hasids. I don't know what it is. I think it's the all black outfit with the curls and there's something kind of like testonary, testonary sexy about them. What, like testosterone with the with the, with the Hasid curls? There's just something about like I could just be fucked by one of them in a barn. God, you have a weirdest Jew fetish. <laughs> I don't get it. Have you always had a Jew fetish or this come over after as you start watching films and things like that? I don't know, but remember when uh, it, uh when we'd gotten married and one somebody who'd come to our marriage had seen another old friend of mine from years ago. Also and- a Jew? No, but she oh. said uh, she made a comment and she was asking my friend who'd been to our wedding about like who's the man I've married, what's he like? And my friend described you and was like, oh, yeah, he's Jewish. He's got curly hair. He's got a big Jew nose. He's got a bag of shekels. And she he, said. He walks around with his fingers, just kind of touching, it, just yeah, touching the tips really of his fingers. Evil, yeah, And everyone thought it was creepy. He's got that scheming face. And everyone was creeped out by you. Yeah. They think you're scheming and plotting. Globalist. But this friend told my friend who came to the wedding, she was like, oh, I remember when Kate was 16, she was always saying that when she grows up, she's going to marry a Jew with a big nose and big hair. Like Artie Zip off uh, The Simpsons. Oh, The Simpsons. (laughs) That apparently when I was 16 was my dream man. And look at me now. I'm living the Jewish dream. (laughs) Ride that rocket. (laughs) (laughs) Shalom. Anyway, vibrato, I totally agree with your sentiments there on Hanukkah. You know, so vibrato sent me an email because we were asking all these questions about his outfit and his kink fetish stuff and all that. 
He sent me all these pics of him in his outfits hanging out. Like he was with a couple girls and they're at some parties. He's wearing like all the different outfits. I'm going to post all these to Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's hilarious. As well as this video, this demo. I don't, I think he was trying to pitch a show to the Canadian Broadcasting Network or whatever. I loved hearing all those stories about the Canadian television shows. Yeah, well, I think he was like pitching this. This is like his teaser. And so anyway, he sent this to me. I'll post this to Patreon as well because it's hilarious. Welcome to my world. Welcome to Vibrato's fetish world. This is very early 2000s. Yeah. Want a vibrating hug? Human vibrator, come on. He goes up to Anybody people, want a vibrating you know? hug? Vibrating hug. Like vibrato head. He goes up to all these like really scared people, like confused people. Like, do you want a vibrating hug? And they're just like, ah, go away. <laughs> like you would do, or or may I don't know. It depends on. Uh, yeah, it depends. Depends on my mood. How it drunk did, I am. It, de- it does depend on my mood. Yeah. Yeah, and what I'm wearing. Involved as much as the suit itself. Safe, sane, and consensual play is the cornerstone of the kink community, and without it, it would wither and die. Well, like a lot of people, you know, they hear sadists and they think like serial killer. Um, and it's not that at all. I love the ex-dominant mission where you're actually, you know, giving yourself some little emotion to someone else. No problem. Yeah, this is Jamaica. Or vibrating hug. Maybe that's what's going on. All right. <laughs> She's got to be at like a, it's got to be a party or something. How to please? Oh <laughs> is that thrill kill? Oh. Um, I think it's kind of funny. So I don't. What What is the the show about? What's the premise? He just goes around trying to hug people in his vibrating suit. He could go and do dark tourism sites all around the world, like I've been doing, but doing it in his human vibrato. Like he could go and be the Black Dahlia Avenger. The vibrato solves the case. Of the Black Dahlia. I would rather see him go to like Trump rallies and just try to hug as many people as you can. That would also be amazing. (laughs) Oh, he could be like a Nardwa type interviewing all these. Oh, I can see that. These underground musicians as vibrato. Yeah, I mean, he's like half naked in that outfit. So I would say he's more than half naked. (laughs) I would say you can pretty much see everything. He's Jewish. Are you you getting a lady boner, a white on? I automatically like him because he's Jewish. White on going on right there. <laughs> Thank you for Brado. You, you, you cracked me up. I want to hear some more stories about a, a fetish night with you and your vibrating dildo outfit. And what it's like to be a Jewish French Canadian. Um, people call us take around hotline 323-522-4032. Um, also, check out the second show. We have a whole entire second show on the Patreon. Not just one show, two. That's two for the price of one, I guess no. It is two for the price of one because you're only you're only paying for one. Yes, yeah, so you're you're yeah. paying one. You get one for free, but then you get two. So it's a two for one. Come on, get See, it. See, this is like the oil in the in the in the Hanukkah. Yeah, in the Hanukkah it's lamp. A two for, it's a bog off deal. Come it's on. Like, no, think about it. It's like you get a show. It's like you're only paying five dollars. It's an hour and a half, but then you get double the show. So it lasted for three hours. Yeah. What a bargain. It is. Two for one deal going on at the Sick and Wrong Patreon. It's a whole show. This week we kind of chat about, uh, we actually kind of, we dissect Kate's adventures in Los Angeles because she's been roaming the streets of LA. I have been let loose. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we saw Mayhem, 
the band, uh, the black metal band, uh, Norwegian black metal band Mayhem last night, uh, along with one of my favorite bands from Cleveland, Midnight. Yeah, they that were great. awesome. They're so good. Yeah, Midnight was so good. Saw them over at the uh, Wilton, uh, the Wilton Theater in K-Town. Uh, then we went and got Monty's Good Burger. Kate had a tater tot. For the first time. I have not stopped thinking about that Monty's Good Burger. You were so into the tater tots. I was because I've never had one. How the fuck do they not have to? They have so many different kinds of potatoes. And anyway, whatever. We'll get into this in the second show. Um, But yeah, so we we got that. And uh, then um, Kate almost got attacked by a homeless troll by the Millennium Biltmore Hotel (laughs) downtown L.A. That was hilarious. And uh, I'm not going to say whether or not I pushed her into the troll, but um, <laughs> tried. Uh, but anyway, all this is on the Sick and Wrong second show. And it's the whole second show over on the Patreon. So just sign up, patreon.com slash sickandwrong. For five bucks a month, you get two shows for the price of one. And just for a few bucks more, you get the Sick and Wrong mini-sode, Overkill, as well as uh, the Sick and Wrong news segment. So we appreciate you supporting Sick and Wrong. Me Keeps too. the show going. Uh, keeps this bitter old Jew recording every weekend. Believe me. Uh, Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Uh, also, if you want some sick and wrong merch, you want to want to look cool um, wearing some wearing a sick and wrong tee, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop and click on the picture of the Pope. You'll get over to the tea public store. You can buy some sick and wrong merch. We've got to put up some new merch, actually. We had a couple of new ideas. Yeah, I forgot yeah. them already because I smoked too much weed. You got to remind me. Yeah, I've kind of forgotten them too because now I am a Californian. And you'll start smoking weed. I was walking you down haven't, the... You haven't been to a dispensary yet. I've not been to a dispensary, but I was smoking weed at the La Brea part of Tarpets. I was smoking weed just oh, before I went in Trader Joe's. Did, did you take my vape pen? <laughs> yeah, I was walking around just smoking <laughs> vape pen, feeling really naughty. I love how you... Were, were you trying to hide it or were you just like, fuck it? No, I was smoking it like uh, generally, but it's just naughty. No one it. gives a shit. Used to it. You could smoke a joint walking down the street. No one cares. Yeah, it's meant a lot. But I can't have a beer. Heaven forbid. No, I don't know if anyone would actually stop you, but... Yeah, they frown on that. Yeah, that's mental. Yeah, it is. I mean, you guys, you said you drive around drinking beers in uh well, in England. Obviously drivers can't, but if I'm But a passenger s- could. Yeah, if I'm sat in the car next to you drinking a beer, it's fine. See that No one's over, pulling you over in the US. There. If you were like if a officer, a police officer saw you drinking a beer in a passenger seat in the back seat, you get pulled over. Open intox. Yeah, that's never I don't know how Everyone bands do fine. tours here. I don't know how they do it. Well, I think they get brown bags. Anyway, sick and wrong song of the week. I, I wanted to find something somewhat tromeo, tromo related and uh, um, trauma related. And do you remember the film Tromeo and Juliet? Another Shakespearean inspired film. That's actually one of my favorites. It's it's really good. I think Shakespeare's Shitstorm is going to be really good too. I know. I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see that. Um, it's it's a retelling of the Tempest, um, but anyway, the Tromeo and Juliet soundtrack had so many great bands on it. One in particular, uh, Wesley Willis is, um, was in a band. Yeah, Wesley Willis was in a band called the Wesley Willis Fiasco. If you don't know who Wesley Willis is, you should look him up. Oh wow, he was a schizophrenic <laughs> homeless guy that was kind of discovered on the streets of Chicago. Like he used to just perform in the subway stations. Yeah. And uh, amazing. I actually got to see him live a couple times. Uh, but anyway, this song is from his band, Wesley Willis Fiasco, and it's on the Tromeo and Juliet soundtrack. It's called Drink That Whiskey. 
um, the band was kind of, I don't know about a super group, but there were like several people in it. One guy was in uh, Billy Corgan's pre-Smashing Pumpkins band called The Marked back in the day. Um, but the band didn't really last long. Only one studio album that came out called Spooky Dish, Harmonious Conflict, Hell Ride, which is how Willis described his schizophrenic episodes. Good for him. A <laughs> couple <laughs> other bands on, this, on the soundtrack for Tromeo and Juliet was Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Let them use the song Sacrifice, as well as the Meat Men with Pope on a Rope, which is a great song. Um, you know, Lemmy loved Troma. One of his favorites. Love Troma. And he says here about Lloyd Kaufman, I will always respect Lloyd Kaufman. God knows he hasn't chosen an easy road to hoe, but his persistence struck a chord in me as another annoying bastard who refuses to go away. And good luck to all who sail in him. Just like you do. Might as well be talking about you. We'll have to go and see Lemmy's old um, house while I'm here. Because his name is still on the dob. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should. That's actually not that far from where I live. It's right we'll by po- the rainbow. We'll pop over. Yeah, we'll go pop over there. Um, Lemmy actually gave uh, uh, Sacrifice, the soundtrack of Troma and Juliet. And in 2010, he gave the song Outlaw to be featured in the uh, 2010 Troma film Mr. Bricks, which is uh, hilarious. So I haven't actually seen that one. I got to watch that. I've not seen Mr. Bricks either. I'm sorry, Lloyd. You've made a thousand films. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to see slack. all of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me describe Mr. Bricks as a maniacal metal ride from start to finish, a truly innovative musical that fires on all head-banging cylinders. I'm surprised I haven't seen that one. Nice. i got to check that out. Anyway, people, you got to go see hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. Um, and uh, Kate and I are probably going to review it because Lloyd sent us a link. Thank you, Lloyd. Yeah, so we're going to watch a screener of it, and we're going to review it on uh, on YouTube. And also, sign up for Troma Now. You can sign up for Troma Now, and you get one month free, and it's like five bucks a month. You get like over a thousand Troma-related films. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, and they're across the spectrum. I mean, he's got like films with Robert De Niro. It's it's crazy that man the, the it's insane. It kind of it, it's sort of mind blowing the 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 actors caliber of actors get their start or affiliated with trauma. I think it's just good to give money to support the arts in such a way where it's like indie that instead of supposed indie podcasting. Yeah, as opposed to supporting like even though I am yeah, going to go see the new studio. Batman. <laughs> yeah. uh, seriously, this is a better way to support the arts. Thank you, Lloyd Kaufman, for yeah. being on the show. You're a legend. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 835. Till then, take it sleazy. Drink a bottle of Cuddy Suck. Get drunk and fuck with somebody. Rip a policeman's ass with a belt. You will be tossed in jail for your bullshit. With a cop and with him with a belt, you will be arrested and thrown in jail.
people were surprised that Lemmy and I were buddies. Uh, we're not exactly cut from the same cloth, but indeed we are very similar. And I think Lemmy related very much to the subversive, the disruptive elements that are in trauma movies. I was his bitch and he spent all his cigarette money on me. 